Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Tyler join us from Pluralsight. Tyler, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. I'm excited to be here with you guys. So yeah, how how my role works at Pluralsight, great question. Product marketing is just so different at different companies, uh, so many different ways to organize. Uh, so for us, we have three product marketing leaders. Uh, each is focused on uh, three different domains, product, market, and sales. And I lead the sales-focused team. I've been with Pluralsight for a little over three and a half years and was brought on to revamp the, fun the function from scratch and uh, build the team. Uh, I was the second person of a, a of a new team and we started leadership first and have grown to be over a dozen strong now. Um, and we started from scratch with uh, new messaging, positioning, demo script, sales assets, uh, you name it, uh, all in an effort to help our enterprise sales motion, which was the big focus uh, at the time. And along the way, I've helped create uh, strategy for our annual conference, Pluralsight Live, uh, and created our customer advisory board. Um, I organized and ran our customer reference and testimonial program uh, and launched and administered our sales enablement platform. Uh, and through all that, we reaccelerated B2B sales, which was the goal of me joining the team. So pat myself on the back there. Uh, we got that one done mm -hmm. and successfully took the company public. Uh, we listed two years ago on NASDAQ and got to be involved in the uh, roadshow and IPO efforts there. Um, certainly a thrill uh, and, a, and a proud moment of my career. It's been a, it's been a fun run. Well, Tyler, I'm really excited to have you here. And I mean, obviously, it sounds like you've accomplished some amazing things at Pluralsight. And given your extensive background in product marketing, um, you know, I think for our audience in particular, which is is made up of those that either have sales enablement directly in their title, or do it as a part of their function. And oftentimes, I think that 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 does fall to product marketing within some organizations. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, what does that intersection look like between sales enablement and product marketing and and how do they complement each other yeah fantastic question uh it's it's a blurry line to to at, at minimum and i've been quoted as saying that sales enablement is actually the outcome of a healthy product marketing and sales training team uh, and for us at plural site we have a team that is actually called the sales enablement team, but in other companies, they'd just be called the sales training team. So semantics aside, together we focus on delivering the intelligence and assets that reduce ramp time for new reps, increase deal size, and accelerate pipeline. Uh, and we're just focused on what our global revenue org needs to know, say, and show to both prospects and customers. Um, sometimes that's competitor battle cards that are internal only, or slides that are external facing, or a sales play that has a little bit of everything. Um, but both teams stay super connected to sales leadership and individual reps to keep that finger on the pulse of our revenue org. It's really important that we uh, stay focused on the right work and that we're, we're plugged in in the right ways to know what that right work is. Uh, and we're careful not to be order takers or slide monkeys along the way. Um, 
it, it, we have to strike that balance of ensuring that we're actually listening and responding to their needs while not just, uh, you know, creating whatever they ask for. Um, we really need to apply uh, some of our logic and prioritization and focus on business objectives, not just crank out uh, each order. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it is a delicate balance and it really relies heavily on relationships. Leaders and reps just need to actually trust me, uh, trust that I'm listening, trust that I have their backs and uh, trust that when I deliver something, it'll actually work for them. I love that. And slide monkeys. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard that term before, but I can relate uh, yep, with a marketing background myself. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows what it means. Exactly. Now, as a marketer, you know, what are some of the challenges that you experience, though, when trying to roll out new content or messaging to sales reps? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we sometimes look at our comms plans and feel like we're just beating a dead horse. Like we're like, really, do we need, do we need to say it so many times, so many places, but without fail, every time there are going to be reps who say they didn't get the message or they were unaware of an update or something new that occurred. Uh, and right now we're very intentionally focused on cleaning up our comms to help alleviate that problem. But it's sort of just the reality of the situation. The business needs to communicate a lot of updates to reps. They're getting hit from all directions. So we try to focus our comps to help them digest the most important items that they and we need to be understood. Uh, we use one Slack channel where reps can ask questions and get help nearly 24 seven from product marketing. Uh, and we've partnered with our training team to create standards for our communication calendar and process. And additionally, we leverage our executives and sales leaders to share and enforce certain topics. Uh, and we do that very selectively. Uh, and we created really healthy agreements with them to, to, to make that work. Um, and again, this comes as an outcome of healthy relationships and building a reputation for sharing content and messages that matter. We didn't focus on this part at first. We focused first on creating the best materials and building the relationships. And then it's sort of like we had that foundation and that clout to support a process and ask for favors like leaders being an additional mouthpiece or reinforcing. If they didn't trust that what we were doing is something they could stand behind, they wouldn't be doing that for us. So I would say it kind of depends on where someone's at, where they should put that focus. But for us, uh, that's that's what we've created to to help with rolling out new content and messages. I think that's fantastic. And I think you guys built that very organically, um, that right. relationship with your, with your sales reps. Now, uh, pivoting a little bit away from the, the rep side of things and looking at the buyer side, what are some of your best practices for ensuring that content is being used effectively and that the messaging that you're creating and, and trying to land through your sales reps is actually resonating with your buyers? Yeah, uh, you definitely need to pay attention to that. And my my answer is always just get in the trenches. Uh, and for us, that means accountability to actually join sales calls uh, or listen to recordings for the times that we can't participate live. Um, we, we need to see both how the rep is using the Intel or asset plus see or hear the actual real reaction. Um, also, it's really great practice for us to you know practice what we preach. 
I remember being uh, pretty crushed a few years ago after my peer delivered a pitch principles training at our sales kickoff. I thought he did an amazing job, uh, really hit on uh, all of the intent and you know hit the right points of our really honed in demo. But I overheard a rep in the crowd say, I'm so tired of marketing telling sales how to sell. If you've never carried a quota, don't waste your time telling me how to sell. And I was like, damn, ouch. <laughs> we, so we had to get in the trenches with the reps and earn a few battle scars with them. We started small, uh, offering to give an overview of upcoming product launch uh, or a demo of a new feature that a rep was less comfortable with. And we could you know, offer that because we were closer to it. Uh, and once reps saw that we could do the dance and we actually brought value to the conversation, it fostered a really genuine trust that we built on over time. You, you said the word organic, and I think uh, that really applies here. Um, so we're in the fight with our reps uh, and, and they feel that, and that creates a different dynamic. Uh, we're in team meetings. We uh, participate in deal reviews. Uh, we're, we're you know, as omnipresent as we can be in Slack channels. Uh, and we, we go on site. Like I've traveled with our sellers and gone on site with a bunch of our customers. Um, and we, when you, when you walk through those doors as a, as a partner and, and you, you go through the experience together and then you recap afterwards and you, you know, then you take that Intel into building your next asset or messaging or, uh, everything that you create, it gets steeped in that knowledge that you, you earned with them. Uh, and then you don't have to worry as much about ensuring your content's being used efficiently or it's resonating because you're there with them, you know, firsthand. Um, so yeah, we, we just try and see as much as we can firsthand uh, and then supplement that with data from our sales enablement platform. And then the feedback we also get from leaders and reps for the rest. Oh, that's fantastic. Now you, you, you touched on this a little bit at the end about how to take that Intel and kind of weave that back into everything else that you guys are doing, but how do you work with sales enablement to really optimize content, um, and ensure that it continues to land with the field? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it's not very different. It's, it's really the same process for ensuring content's being used efficiently, and uh, making sure it resonates with the buyers, but it really is like, it's just trust and communication and getting in the trenches. Uh, we have a regular cadence where product marketing and sales enablement get together and share observations and talk about what's occurring, what we've seen, what we're hearing. Um, and they're the business partner I communicate the most with uh, because together our perspective is much wider and more likely to capture the reality uh, that we need to know about, right? And additionally, uh, if we're having an asset or a message issue, um, we, we have those conversations, right? Um, if it's really about the reps getting more practice or training with how to use the assets, or if it's actually a problem with the message. Um, one of my buddies on the enablement team uses a, in my opinion, great analogy that anchors on the fact that everyone knows how difficult golf is. Nobody's an overnight success at learning how to golf. People spend their whole lives trying to master the game and giving a new golfer the best clubs won't actually help them. It doesn't create a good golfer just to give them the best uh, materials, the best tools. Similarly, 
becoming a great sales rep takes a lot of practice and years of, of, you know, honing that craft as well as access to good equipment. So we, we can't just hand reps some battle cards, PDFs, and slides and expect them to just go crush it. Even if they're excellent assets in Intel, they, they need help knowing how and when to use them. They need practice. So together, product marketing and sales enablement, look at our world through that lens. Is this an asset or a training need or both? And then we move forward. I love that. And I love that at your organization, product marketing and sales enablement come to the table on a very regular basis. Now, I've loved this conversation, Tyler. I have a closing question for you. Um, and, and normally I, I don't like to land on kind of a negative, but let, let's see how this works. What are some <laughs> of the what's what are some of the challenges though that you've experienced in building or maintaining that cross-functional alignment with your partners in sales enablement? And and how have you worked to overcome those challenges? Challenges? No, it's been sunshine and rainbows <laughs> since day one. Uh that, that is a great question. You know, I talk about where we are today, uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about what got us there. Uh, and it's absolutely been a challenge at times. Pluralsight invested in building our product marketing team long before our sales enablement team. Uh, and that created an environment where we were doing some of the work that now gets done by the sales enablement team. We had to. Uh, we were doing our best to fill that gap until the team was built. And then as the sales enablement team's been growing, product marketing's been peeling back. Uh, I talk about it as like it's scaffolding, right? We were temporary support. And now with the permanent process uh, in place, um, you know, there's certainly been some conflict about specific topics or the speed of that transition at times. Uh, and there are still areas we discuss regularly, but we've moved from contentious to constructive debate. Um, and I had to really keep my attitude in check and approach the relationship with a desire to build and help versus complain about the coulda, woulda, shouldas. Uh, and additionally, I, I put a lot of effort into building a relationship with the leader of our global sales enablement team. Uh, both teams, both her team and my team look at us to model how our teams work together. And by spending more time one-on-one -on -one with her and getting to know her and what topics uh, are okay to discuss as a group, or maybe it's a little more sensitive and it's something that we should talk about just ourselves and then share with the group. Uh, we've built a much more harmonious environment for our teams together. Uh, it, so much so that now we have shared documents with transparency about what teams are working on. Like I said, shared comms plans, calendars, um, and we include each other in quarterly planning cycles. But you're right, it didn't start that way. Uh, and it's taken a lot of uh, a lot of effort to create that. Well, I think that you guys have landed in a really solid place. So I am glad to hear uh, that you guys have been able to build a fantastic partnership between product marketing and sales enablement at Pluralsight. And Tyler, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.